Here's what people need to understand is your body always does the best it can with what it's got in the moment it's in to heal and protect you so you don't die and you don't suffer and you don't have pain even when you're in pain. It doesn't want you to suffer because it sucks for it too, not just you. Yes. So but what happens is it reaches a point when it can't do it anymore on its own. There's so much stuff going in the background right now on what your body and your nervous system is trying to do that you're not even paying attention to because you're listening to what I'm telling you to do. But all that stuff still has to go on in the background, the subconscious mm -hmm. mind, right? I got to keep your heart beating. I got to keep your blood flowing. Even though your blood's flowing and you got muck in it, and you probably don't even know it. I know when you're going to know it because you're going to point to a body part and say it hurts. Hey guys, Dr. Axe here. If you're wanting to burn more calories, looking to detox from food, drink, and environmental toxins, or looking to ease stress after a long day, then look no further than the infrared sauna blanket from Bond Charge. Bond Charge is a holistic wellness brand with a huge range of evidence-based products to optimize your life in every way. Their sauna blanket works by using infrared light directly to the body rather than air which surrounds you like a traditional sauna. Just one session will help you to burn up to 600 calories a day, flush heavy metals and toxins from your body, and release good mood endorphins. That's all the benefits of a traditional sauna. Plus, it takes less than one minute to set up, it heats up quickly, and it's easy to clean and store away. It's truly a great addition to any wellness routine. To get a big discount on yours, go to bondcharge.com slash AXE, that's A-X-E, and use the code AXE to save 15%. Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back. It's the Ancient Health Podcast. My name is Courtney. I'm here with Dr. Motley and we have a repeat guest because we love him so much. We love his work. You are probably familiar with him. He's got a big presence on social media, but he has an incredible voice all over the world. This is Dr. Perry Nicholson. You may know him as the lymph doc. He is always talking about it, training people, practitioners, and just the everyday person in your home on strategies and ways to improve healing outcomes through lymph. So we're going to talk a little bit more. This is like a part two. Go back and listen to the previous episode that Dr. Motley did with him last year. I'll make sure I link it in the show notes for you, but this is a continuation. And I know that this is going to be a special conversation because everything that Dr. Perry brings to us is always just gives me light bulb moments. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. Mm -hmm. Dr. Perry, thank you for being here. Welcome, Dr. Chris. Thank you, Courtney. Uh, thank you so very much. That's a really wonderful introduction. And it's so great to be back on the show. Thanks for inviting me back. It's going to yeah. be fun. I know. Well, you two are buds. I didn't, I missed the first conversation, but Dr. Motley and Dr. Perry know each other. So y'all are, y'all are buds. I mean, if, if you want to see a mirror twin of Dr. Perry, it's this guy right here. Just kidding. There you go. I mean, I mean, strip away the muscles, the the physique, the smarts, and the wit, and you got me. Anyway, so you got the cooler glasses, though, man. I must say, this go. is the neurological stuff. You know, it actually helps me stay calm down. So RA optics. So that's it does actually help. And uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, I it actually has helped pretty well. Yeah, definitely. But it's really great to have you, Doc, because I know many people out there are going to listen to this and have a lot of questions, and we want to answer them. So I'll have Courtney start off with some good questionnaires yeah. because. She just knows how to intro things so well. I'm going to keep bragging about it, Courtney. You know, mm. thank you. This is touching to me on a Monday. Really, it really fills me up. So thank you. <laughs> but okay, so let's do this because I want to set the stage. If you're new to the word lymph or lymphatics, and this is something that you're just like, I don't even know what they're talking about. Let's just do a quick, you know, high level rundown of why the lymph system is important to the body, how it's connected to all the different organ systems, and really how having poor lymph can manifest into disease, maybe connecting those dots. So let's start there just to clarify for anyone that's maybe new to you, your work, and the mm. study of lymphatics. Great question. Thank you so much for asking that. That's my favorite topic to talk about, mm. lymphatics. So I'm going to keep this simple, but I'm going to say it this way. First of all, I want you to know that the very first step in changing the lymphatic system is knowing that you even have one. 
because people don't know about it. And if they do, they're like, okay, that's great. But you know, why should I care? And what do I do with it? Mm. That's what my job is to help you aware, become aware first, because you can't control something until you become aware of it. And my mission is to help people understand that they should be doing something to it every day. The first part of knowing what the lymphatic system is, is that it's a fluid. And mm. I'm written, one of my central paradigms to helping people get better is to help them move their own body fluids better. Mm. That's lymphatic flow and blood flow. And I want you to know that they always, this is really important. Those always, always, always go together and work together. So if you have a lymphatic fluid flow problem, you will mm. have a blood flow problem. If you have a blood flow problem, you will have a lymphatic flow problem. And if you have fluid flow problems, you are going to have inflammation, pain, and chronic disease, heart stop, period, zero discussion. Hmm. It just depends on how much and where it is and when it hits you. So my job is to help you move your fluids. So hopefully I've gotten your attention because this is super duper uber important. One of the most life-changing things that you'll learn is that phrase and what lymphatics do. Mm -hmm. So the lymphatic system is part of two systems in your body primarily. One already gave you one of them, the vascular system. So the lymphatic system and the vascular system work together because their job is to circulate through the body things that will help you eliminate waste to get rid of them. So the lymphatic system is a waste management system of your body. It gets everything out that you don't want staying inside of you because if they stay inside of you, then you get sick, then you get inflammation, then you get pain because you can't get waste out of the body. And the lymphatic system is the primary system to do that in conjunction with your veins of the body. And the other part of it is your immune system. Its job is to, when stuff gets inside of you, there are scanners and they come out and they help your immune system kill stuff, whatever it is, mm -hmm. like bacteria, viruses, parasites, cancer cells, what I call muck. I mean, you name whatever you want to throw inside of the body that's not supposed to be there. It has to get out, right? Mm -hmm. And if that system clogs up, then that's when all the bad stuff happens. So here's what I know, 100%. If you are suffering in chronic pain or autoimmune disease or chronic disease, you have a lymphatic system issue somewhere and you need to work on it. And with this, with the, the flow of lymph, when we show the importance of it, I think one important thing you taught me, Doc, was I was dumbfounded where the lymph actually, is this correct? It When it goes into the bloodstream, your body will actually use lymph, use lymph, and it becomes plasma. Is that right? Like lymph in yeah. its own way, some of the components of the lymph can actually become blood plasma. So the importance of the circulation, when I was talking to a patient, now I started to understand that when somebody had a virus or the gook, or any of the you know toxic metals, if it's in high amounts, is it possible that it goes into the bloodstream? It's some of it's becoming plasma. That but that does represent, like you said, lymph gets really dirty, and if it's really congested, that automatically would make your your blood pretty dirty. Because in Chinese medicine, we're always talking about the clogging of the liver and the kidneys. But it made me look so much deeper into the lymph system. And doc, I'm telling you, I that is one of the things I do now. I consistently try to clean up all the lymph stuff and I've gotten 85% better results. And I don't just say that number lightly, truly. So thank you for that. But it's You're such welcome. an important component of the bloodstream, right, doc? Yeah. In my opinion, you can't have healthy blood without healthy lymphatics because mm. these systems mm. interconnect. So one goes into the other, it just changes the name that they give it. Mm. Like, I don't care what name you call it. It's going mm. through the same pipes. Right. Yes. It's so you have these lymph nodes in your body and there are many toilets. 
basically. Mm. And their job is to kill stuff through every lymph node and then transfer it to another lymph node and kill it more. And then it breaks it down, right? And then mm -hmm. it eliminates it through how you eliminate everything else. You pee it out, you poop it out, you breathe it out, you sweat it out. But it's got to get there first. And then mm -hmm. I ask you, how in the world do you think it gets to those places? Right now, you should be saying blood. That's how it gets there, right? Through mm -hmm. which one? Arteries or veins? Yes, both. You can't <laughs> separate them together. So you can have dirty blood. You actually can have blood that's dirty. And it can show up completely normal on a blood test, but it's still a hot mess. Because it hasn't gotten to a point yet where you can notice these numbers on a test until all of a sudden one day you do. Mm -hmm. Like, why was your blood, first of all, normal, but you can't get out of bed? Something's up. Somebody's missing yeah. something, I'll tell you that much. Or how come your blood was normal yesterday and today it's not? Why did it all of a sudden happen today? Well, I'll tell you why. Because... Your body is no longer has the capability to compensate and adapt and eliminate waste and repair itself. So it, it tells you something's up here. I need you to take care of it. And for mm -hmm. me, the first step is I got to get the waste management system under control. Right? But here's the thing people really need to understand. Waste is waste. Like, I, you know, honestly, don't care what the waste is. I know it's got to get out. Like if I dump something in the toilet in your house, I don't care what's in it. I want it out. Right. So I flush it. But when you put anything into your mouth, your body has to break it down. And so it can be metabolized and you're either broken down by the liver and gotten out because it's toxic. Or once the cells use anything that you put in your body. Okay. And I'm going to give the subjective line good or bad. Right. So let's say you eat a Twinkie. I'd rather you not eat a Twinkie, but if you ate a, a cucumber or a broccoli, that's mm -hmm. definitely better. But in the end, they both become waste. So it still has to go out the same way. So what I'm going to tell you is if your lymph is blocked and your blood is blocked, it really doesn't matter what you stick in your mouth. In yeah. the end, until you clean your toilets first. So if you do that, you're going to get rid of the waste in the muck that's already stuck there. Yes. Yeah. And so now you can get the muck that's always coming in. So one of the things that they tell you about toxins is remove yourself from them as best you can. Like a toxic relationship, leave it if you can. Same thing with watching your food or your environments, right? And sometimes we can't avoid toxins because it's the modern world that we live in and you're going to get it, right? So that's step number one. But then I'm going to ask, what about the ones that are already stuck there? Mm -hmm. You got to get them out first, mm -hmm. right? And I'm going to give a phrase that I've said this many times on podcasts. I've said it on the last one, but it changed my whole way of thinking and my whole way of treatment. And it's from classical osteopathic medicine. There has not been a single discipline that has influenced my career and my thinking process more than classical osteopathy, not modern osteopathy. They're very different. Mm. Classical is old school from Andrew Taylor still. And their fundamental premise was fluid flow. He said something, the rule of the artery is supreme. That's blood flow. And he mm -hmm. talked about lymph way before other people even knew what in the world lymph was. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they said this phrase. Here it is. Three words. Drainage precedes supply. Ooh. Drainage precedes supply. Supply. Now that's really powerful. So let's take. Let's look at the word "precedes" first. What does that mean? Comes before. Right. Drainage is waste. I got to drain the lymphatics and the veins. They're your sewer pipes, the biggest sewer pipes. Then I can look at the supply side. And that's the other stuff. Hey, the good food, the great supplements, the oxygen breathing, all this good stuff, right? But they did it that way because here's what you discover. 
the the body will not not let you put things into it that it can't get out. Mm. Now I'm about to clarify that because they're mm. like, yeah, I put stuff in all the time. Yeah, you put it in, but my, my question is, what is it doing when it gets there? Is it able to actually be absorbed and be broken down and assimilate? And can it even get to its target? Right. So nutrients need to be able to get from point A to point B. And then I'm going to ask you, how do they get there? You should be saying fluid. That's what you should be saying. And then you then I say, what kind of fluid? And here's the easy answer. Yes. Every <laughs> single one of them, because you can't isolate a fluid system. It doesn't happen. So we have separate names for blood flow, arteries, veins, and lymph and cerebrospinal fluid or interstitial fluid. And they're all fluid is the operative word here. So they all intermix with each other because the body doesn't know what body part names are or what systems are. It just knows, hey, I'm one thing, I'm one unit, everything works together. When I have a problem with one spot, I'm going to try to get the whole body to come on in to help you out because that's how I roll. That's what I want to do. Nobody's ever left alone. So I have a key phrase that I say because now you can see I'm getting excited, all right? <laughs> so one is the fluid flow. That's big. And the, the, the order is huge. So that's why you drain the body first. You always do lymphatic work first in my world, period. Always. It's this, it's this statement. No system in the body ever works alone, never gets injured alone, never heals alone. There's no such thing as an isolated injury. There's no such thing as isolated healing. It's all or nothing until lights out. But unfortunately... Medicine, modern medicine, is the exact opposite of that. Isolate, 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 all the way down to a single cell. Mm -hmm. right? If you isolate, you're going to be lost. You're going to be in the quicksand. You're going to be in the abyss. How do I know it? Because that's what you see when you look around in the world today. So whatever we're doing ain't working. So now when people say, hey, doc. What kind of techniques do you teach? What's the best technique for your lump for your blood? Well, here's my answer again. Yes, it depends on which one you want to do. And is it the right time at the right moment for the right person? As long as you do it in the right order, that's the only thing I'm going to tell you about. Order, order, order. And we need to cycle back to that. So make a note. That's a big one. That's the only thing I'm going to harp on. But the idea is that I, I'm not teaching techniques anymore. I'm trying to teach people how to use this thing the most powerful weapon in the world, how you think. Because how you think is going to determine what you do with your hands or with your technique. Because if you're in the wrong spot, I don't care what technique you're doing. It's it's not going to make a difference. So thinking, how to think. But here's the, here's the cool thing. It's really difficult to think clear when you have brain fog because you have so much inflammation in the body because the lymph can't drain, so you get stuck in the quicksand. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I know I, there's a lot to there unpack, right? But yep. the, the gist of that is this. Don't just chase one area of the body. Don't just chase lymph. You can't just look at lymph either. It's mm -hmm. a good place. To it's the best place to start. Yeah. But I don't want you to just go down that rabbit hole and say that's the only thing. No. And remember, fluid flow is first in mm -hmm. my world. Yeah. So. That's great. This is so mm. we, we were talking a little bit about this earlier, because if you look at the way the healthcare system is set up, everything is specialized. You know, there's a specialist for every single thing. And we were talking about how it's so important that people get those foundational pieces first before they start mm. splitting hairs on all the really small stuff. I would be willing right. to bet that we've got a number of listeners that have been either given a diagnosis or have some type of condition. And so they're, they're trying to bridge the gap between what the specialist is saying. So say it's like a GI specialist or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is, neurologist, I don't know, but you've got what they're saying, Hey, here's this one super specific problem or imbalance that you have. Here's a medication or here's what you need to, need to fix it. And then you're saying, Hey, we've got, there's, there is a, a series, almost like a progression that we need to look through. And so you're kind of training people how to think through maybe what they're experiencing this or whatever they've been given and then put into practice a process that starts really identifying and getting to the root cause of it. So what is that process 
like or what are what how can somebody that maybe is sitting in the seat of hey i've got hashimotos or i've got some mm-hmm. other type of you know inflammatory based condition i yeah. i think that there's some missing pieces but like where do they start that's a great question cuz oh my goodness if you look at it it's so overwhelming you're paralyzed you don't know what to do right cuz one of the things that's so overwhelming is so much information you're like okay there's 500 ways i can go which path do i go down mm-hmm. right and then that in itself is overwhelming. And what even drives you more bananas is everybody else tells you that one's the wrong way. Go my way. <laughs> right? Uh, that's how you got to learn these things by, it's almost like you have to hit a certain form of rock bottom before you open your mind to see a, a different pathway to go down. You know, so specialization is great, but I've read a phrase once, I don't know who said it, but a specialist is somebody who knows more and more about less and less. You become very myopic, right? And I want to keep it under context. There's a difference between traumatic health issues and trauma than it is with chronic, right? Like if I hit you in the face with a baseball bat, A equals B, and I probably want to see a specialist for my face, right? But if your face really has pain in it today and it didn't have yesterday, it's not a face problem. It's a whole body problem. And you better not just look at the face is what I'm telling you. What you need to look like first is your whole lymphatic system to begin with, which we'll cover on that, right? But the world of chronic pain, we're trying to treat people like we do trauma medicine. We're looking for one thing to blame. But if you say, okay, well, you have this problem with your gut, it's this one thing. No, it's not. Because then I'm going to ask you, well, how in the hell did you get that? Like, if you have that and it's the one thing, how did that get there? It didn't just show up by itself. It's Mm -hmm. had a long history of other things that have been happening. And here's what people need to understand is your body always does the best it can with what it's got in the moment it's in to heal and protect you so you don't die and you don't suffer and you don't have pain even when you're in pain. It doesn't want you to suffer because it sucks for it too, not just you. So but what happens is it reaches a point when it can't do it anymore on its own. There's so much stuff going in the background right now on what your body and your nervous system is trying to do that you're not even paying attention to because you're listening to what I'm telling you to do. But all that stuff still has to go on in the background, the subconscious Mm. mind, right? I got to keep your heart beating. I got to keep your blood flowing, even though your blood's flowing and you got muck in it and you probably don't even know it. I know when you're going to know it because you're going to point to a body part and say it hurts. So I already know there's muck there, right? So Mm -hmm. when people point to a side of pain, that's the easy part. And they even know where it is. They did the work for you. You know, it hurts right here. And I want you to start there because maybe it's just that simple. Maybe a zebra is a zebra, but sometimes a zebra is actually an elephant. It's not that. How do you know? You start here and then you treat it and you make sure that this thing doesn't have a tumor in it or that I need to go see a specialist because there's so much damage here that I can't help it. So get the right assessment first to rule out big, what they call red flags. But that's what happens a lot in chronic disease. They've had all the tests, they've had all the blood work and they're left there standing like, okay, we'll just take these things, go home and don't call us, we'll call you. Mm-hmm. And so that's the point where you have to say, I don't want you to look at the shoulder anymore. And I want you to, look, and then I say, they say, where do you look? Well, yes, everywhere else. But that's like, where do you start? Right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you where to start. Because this takes a long time for people to grasp this and understand it. And it takes practice and it takes training. And not everybody wants to do it because you have to use a lot of brain cells to do it, which means you have to think. Mm -hmm. So I have two things that I start with. This, This is my thing. One, the first thing is you need to calm the body down. Right? You have to take the body that's stuck in what they call sympathetic dominance, hypervigilance, hyperarousal, fight or flight survival mode that it's stuck in because of L-I-F-E, emotional stress, physical stress, relationship stress, your entire life up to that moment and your ability to even compensate and adapt to stress. And how about the stress of your constant pain? That keeps you in fight or flight. Okay. But I'm going to tell you, you can't get the chronic pain unless you've been stuck in fight or flight prior to that for a long period of time. 
So the sympathetic nervous system turns on and that activates all the chemistry in your body that's designed to make you get away from something so you don't die, but you're not supposed to be stuck there because it's going to break you down. Mm. It turns catabolic instead of anabolic. That means breakdown. And sympathetic dominance feeds, sympathetic nervous system will feed inflammation. And it also constricts blood flow. It causes vasospasm. So you're going to shunt blood flow to some places and away from other ones. And whenever you have a decrease in blood flow, you get a decrease in oxygen to certain places and you're going to hurt. Trust me, you are going to hurt with low blood flow and low oxygen. Mm. If you have chronic pain, I know you have a problem with those two. Right? Mm -hmm. So when you're in sympathetic dominance, what do you usually do? You get tense, right? Really, really tense. Well, when you get tense, you contract things. That closes down what? Space. It closes down flow pipes. And then that causes what, what the term for it is called stasis, stagnation. It's like a pool of water in nature that's just sitting there. There's no flow through it. Right? Mm -hmm. And then when you have something like that, what does it breed? Nasty stuff. Like you don't want to go anywhere near that water because it's going to kill you quick, fast, and in a hurry. Well, that's the, the kind of fluid that your body is living in when these waste management systems don't work well. So is there any wonder that you don't feel like crap? That you do wonder why mm -hmm. I can't get better. So tight tissue doesn't accept fluid flow well. And what did I say at the beginning of the show? When fluids don't move, you don't heal. Right, because you can't get out of it. Yes. So I have to calm the body down. How do I do that? Well, that's when I'm going to work on what's called your autonomic nervous system, your fight or flight response. The sympathetic nervous system and the opposite one is the parasympathetic nervous system. And that's the one that everybody's stuck in because of stress. Mm -hmm. And the number one way that I found, and they can, I think they're saying through science now that you can change your autonomic nervous system. What does that mean? It works all the time without you thinking about it is to harness your breathing, change your breathing pattern. Because you can control your breathing, which means you can, holy cow, control your autonomic nervous system. So the breathing calms you down, right? It's the, right? Pulling myself back. Then tension goes down, let fluid start to flow. Mm -hmm. Then I come in and I do my lymphatic work and I my blood flow work by hand. And I do it do a very, very targeted way. I don't start I don't just start rubbing stuff because it hurts. Like, and I never, I want people to listen to this. Never, ever, ever start doing lymphatic work or blood flow work or inflammation work at the site of pain first. Why? I'm gonna leave that one hanging for the dopamine hit. Why? 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 Because you have to think about how does the fluid get to and from the site of pain that you're working on? That's the flow system, yes. right? So let me give you an example because I know I've been going on, but it's really important for me to send this home. Let's say somebody comes on in and they've got plantar fasciitis in the foot, right? And then I say, which one? If you tell me both, then it's it's a different problem to me. But I'll just say your right one. The same but different. My my right plantar fasciitis, and I'm like, okay, what have you been doing to your plantar fasciitis? What does itis mean, first of all? Inflammation. And when you have inflammation, what does that mean? Lymph and blood flow. Okay. Mm -hmm. So oh, I've been getting stretching. I've been getting shock therapy. I've been getting laser. I've been getting fascial techniques. I've been doing mobilizations. You, you name it, 5 billion techniques because they all work. And everybody's going there. But I'm thinking to myself, well, hold on. Let me, let me think about fluid flow pipes here for a second. How does the blood flow get to the foot in order for the foot to heal itself with the new nutrients that it needs so we can make new cells that can heal, recover, and regenerate and be hashtag beast mode monster? Uh, it's got to come from the heart. Mm -hmm. So it's got to go down. And I say, how does it get there? Through arteries. Big ones that eventually become really small ones in your ankle, and they give them different names, but it's the same pipe. Mm -hmm. And then I say, okay, you have all this inflammation, you have all this swelling from your immune system attacking things called cytokines. 
And when it tries to get rid of the dead cells there and the edema, where's that got to go? It's got to go all the way up to where the lymphatics and veins dump at the collarbone, particularly your left collarbone. Mm. That's a long way to go. So then I'm going to ask you a question. What if there's a block at the collarbone? What if I got a block in the drain for your foot? What if there's a block in the middle of your abdomen where most of the lymphatics live and most of your blood flow lives there called your aorta and your vena cava? And that's got to split off and go down your left leg and your right leg through what they call common iliacs. And then they go into another one called your femoral artery. It just gets smaller. And then that travels down. It's got to get past the lymph nodes in your groin. And it's got to go past the back of your knee and go all the way down the calf to reach to your foot. And I'm going to tell you this much. I never met a human being on this earth that has a clear pathway for that. Because there's always tightness or tension somewhere that they don't know that they have. Because Why? Because it doesn't hurt. And they're focusing on the foot. Because plantar fasciitis doesn't pop up overnight. You feel like it does because yesterday you could stand up out of bed and today you can't. Mm -hmm. But what I'm trying to tell you is that it built up over time, right? Mm -hmm. So what do I do in my world? I don't start at the foot. I'm going to look at the foot first because you'll think I'm bananas. If I don't look at the foot first, then I need you to know that I'm not a nutball. So mm -hmm. I want you to feel very comfortable and validated that I understand where your pain is. But I'm there to help your pain, right? Not treat pain. Treat pain is where I can just do something to where it hurts, but that's a failing model. So what I do is I work on you from collarbone down. Then I treat the foot. And you, you put your seatbelt on because you're going to say, holy cow, that's the craziest thing I've ever felt in my life. I can't tell you how much better that feels. Now you know why. Now, I'm not saying it's the only answer, and that's the only reason why you've got it, because even if I clear everything and I make it right, there's a lot of different things that go into an issue, and sometimes issues are issues, but I will stand by this until I'm dead. If it needs to be opened and it's not opened, it's going to keep coming back on you, mm. or mm. it's going to find another place to show up. Hey guys, Dr. Axe here. You know, in the world of health and wellness, I've seen my fair share of wearables, but let me tell you about one that's taken my personal well-being to a whole new level. I'm talking about Apollo Wearable. You know, I've been using it now for a few months and the results have been amazing. Better sleep, improved energy, and faster recovery. Developed by neuroscientists and psychiatrists, this next generation device gives you the power to influence how you feel through the sense of touch. Now, let me break this down for you. The Apollo wearable harnesses the power of touch therapy with soothing vibrations, sort of like music for your skin. Higher vibrations boost your energy and sharpen your focus, while lower vibrations melt away stress and promote relaxation. If you're ready to experience the Apollo effect, head over to apolloneuro.com slash ancienthealth that's A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O dot com slash ancient health and use the code AXE to score an exclusive $50 discount. There is an old saying from one of the mentors in kinesiology. He says, where it is, it ain't. So yeah, he always said, if you look just, yes, yeah. yes. With that fluid movement, I think that with individuals out there, they're listening, they go, okay, so we know we need to start with my nervous system. We have to look at lymph. The telltale signs, though, Doc, is when they have, let's say they had an old strep infection. Let's say mm -hmm. they had an old infection that's around the ears. And then you start to see the patients are saying to you, as it build up gradually over time, they're like, oh, yes, I have swelling around my tonsils. I have mm -hmm. swelling below my ears. I have issues in my armpits where I have these sores that come up all the time. My inguinal area my around my hips are always tender, my knees. So these are the signs, Doc, that you're saying that they may think that it's just, oh, I just have a sore knee today. And then when you have to retrace, like you said, you have plantar fasciitis, you're like, no, these things have been showing themselves for a very long time. You just are not paying attention to. And that's what I appreciate about your, your work is that you're trying to tell them, yes, think about where these things are at with that. And they're starting to notice these signs and symptoms. What are some of the things like, yes, go to a practitioner as yourself, find out what's going on with the limp. But are there like, for the people who are hard to, 
I guess, convince? Are there like like any types of testing or procedure that shows them that their lymph is not moving and it's backing up? That's a great question. So, well, they don't have any like lymph tests that you can do, that you can run. And they may be do, able to do like an isolated region, for instance. So some people have this condition called lymphedema. And lymphedema mm -hmm. is where you actually have damage to the valves and the lymph system itself. So it was no longer able to transport the lymphatics. The toilets are broken. You know, if you go to the toilet in your house and you push down the handle, you're like, oh, it doesn't have a chain on it. That's what mm -hmm. that is. Okay. And there's no cure for lymphedema, at least not right now. Okay. But so you can see in that region that there's damage because you actually physically see the body swell up to a huge difference in that region. So you're like, wow, that's really big. But right now there's no scan to say, you know, your lymphatics are an issue. And he, that's my pet peeve a lot too, is because people isolate lymphatics. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a lymphedema problem in your right arm, it's not a right arm lymph problem. It's a whole body lymph problem. Because the right mm -hmm. arm talks to the rest of the body as well, and you need to drain the rest of the system that you have in there. But the reason that how you know you have a lymph problem is you have swelling and inflammation and puffiness in areas, and you have a lot of pain. One of the mm -hmm. biggest symptoms of lymphedema issues is or lymph problems is brain fog because it can't drain things out. Okay. And how you know you typically have a, a lymph system issue is really simple. For me, what I tell people is, okay, has anybody ever worked with the lymphatic system before? And the answer is going to be no. And if, if they never did it on purpose, all right? And then I say, okay, here's what I want you to do. You're going to do this little lymphatic assessment. And I want you to rub in these spots, which we may have gone over in the last webcast, or, but I'll go over it again here if we want to. And then I say, yeah, let me know how you feel. And then I just say, okay, you wait for it. Because <laughs> that's just say. Like, that's crazy, man. You know, I mean, I, I feel so different. Right? I, I look different. I feel different. And your symptoms actually begin to change, right? Mm -hmm. And then I come, I come down to it again. I'm like, okay, well, if I could prove that you have a lymphatic system problem, well, then what next? What do you do with it? Because mm -hmm. okay? mm -hmm. that's just information for me, right? Okay, you've got this. All right. Well, what do I do with it? Well, you start to clear the lymphatics and you, you work the toilet system and you flush your toilets out. So I know for me in my world, if you have chronic inflammation, chronic pain, there's a lymph block somewhere, right? Because those, those pipes just don't flow. Yeah. With that, and I remember on one of your posts, Doc, that you were talking about that, like, over a third, is that right, Doc, of your lymph nodes take place in your brain, up in your head and your from body, the neck up. Your, from yep. the neck up. And so your body's trying to protect your brain. So people who have brain fog, they say, I'm just tired. I, I just have short-term memory issues. I'm just having ringing in the ears. I get eye gunk every single morning. I got congestion. And you're saying, no, you've got some congested stuff that's up uh, above the shoulders and you need to work at it to get it to drain downwards so that all those symptoms can start to be alleviated. Correct. So here, I want to also make sure I point out that your lymphatic system is supposed to get puffy and swollen and inflamed when it's doing its job. Because mm. I, I want it to kill as much stuff as it can because it traps it and it isolates it. And it kills, 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 kills. And it tells your immune system, you got this here, you got this here, you got this here. So they're like barcode scanners. So your immune system says, okay, let's just don't throw everything at you. Let's target these guys. Mm. And then slowly through each one, it gets there. The problem is it's not supposed to stay that way. Then, because it usually stays that way because people are so full of muck and gunk that the immune system always stays on because it's like, dude, it's the stuff you're supposed to flush out and you're not flushing it. So I'm just going to keep going after everything for you. What does that sound like? Autoimmune disease. Exactly. Over and over and over and over and over. And I eat inflammation that keeps coming back. Because your immune system is just trying to do its thing to protect you, right? So a lot of these immune system responses that get released to, to injury, right? Particularly like interleukin-6, which is a big one. 
That's a huge one because they found that that one actually will stimulate some fibroblast activity around there, and that will actually change the fascial structure, and then that will choke off lymph flow. Ooh. Ooh. So you have to get rid of inflammation and all of that stuff, and then the, the gunk that's trapped around something. If you don't get rid of the gunk, your body's going to keep laying down stuff to try to protect you, and then inflammation keeps feeding itself. And inflammation is systemic. It may be in one place that you can see, but the whole body is coming into a, a play for you, right? So that's why I tell people that you can't just isolate lymphatics or isolate blood flow because it's a continuous connected system. And you will likely find other areas of the body that were blocked that you had no idea were blocked. And one of the biggest reasons that you don't know they're blocked is, hang on for it. Well, nothing hurts. I'm good. I don't have any pain. Uh, not yet. But not supposed to have pain when I do a manual assessment and I touch areas. And I can't tell you how many people I've had on my table. I just do a manual assessment of tension points, blood flow points, lymph points. And they go, oh. Oh, hey, what are you doing? Right. And I'm like, you know, it's not supposed to say you're pushing too hard. And I'm like, I'm barely touching. <laughs> My point is, you're not supposed to feel those things. Okay? But hang on for it. You don't, this is really big. Hmm. You're not consciously feeling that pain. But subconsciously, your subconscious nervous system is always feeling that input coming in 24-7 all the time. And that feeds what? All those signals coming in are inflammation, 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 inflammation. What do you think you're going to increase? Your sympathetic nervous system. And you're going to increase your immune system, right? Because inflammation is an immune system response, not a musculoskeletal one. That's a big one. Don't just put ice on something because my muscle and my joint hurts. I need you to think of the big picture, right? That's the, so it's nervous system and immune system that we need to look at. So that's really important for people to understand is that this is something I, I've really found so helpful in my work. And I have this phrase that I use all the time. We go after the pain that you don't know about to help the pain that won't leave you alone. Let me say that again. We go after the pain that you don't know about to help the pain pain that won't leave you alone what's the pain that won't leave you alone where you point but you'll usually find a lot of other areas on your body that have pain too but you don't know you have them until i what i touch it no and then you feel it then what happens like your sternum for instance the center the sternum is one of the biggest areas that i check on people because nobody really says doc i gotta see you today my sternum's killing me they're feeling pain somewhere else, usually in the middle of the back, the shoulders or the hips. And I go to the sternum and it's a hard bone. It's not supposed to be puppy tender or swollen there or in the ribs at the front of your body ever, unless you've trained and worked out maybe. And I touch it and people wince. The awareness part comes with, holy cow, that hurts. Now the awareness part comes into play, which means you can control it. So if I can decrease the pain here, I decrease the overall stress load to your nervous system that can now pull you out of fight or flight. What I'm trying to tell you is this. Everybody has a bucket that they fill up with water and stress, for instance. Like the bucket can only hold so much water. Your nervous system and your body can only hold so much stress before it breaks. It goes over. It's what's called allostatic load. I'm good. Uh, I'm today I'm great, but you're right at the top and I put a dropper full of water in and then your life falls apart. That's mm -hmm. the one person who has something catastrophic that may happen. And then all of a sudden the illnesses come out, right? Here's what I need you to know. Everything in your life adds to that bucket. Everything in your life, the stuff that you know about, but hang on for it. The stuff that you don't know about too, the subconscious part. So what's going into your inflammation bucket it's the sternum that's killing you you don't know about. The abdomen that's full of stuck lymph that you don't know about. Mm -hmm. The lymph behind your knee and blocked blood flow in your groin that you don't know about. 
And I know it's not going to your brain. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. So what happens if I go in there and I help all of those areas drain and go down with inflammation? I just took your pain bucket and your stress bucket down by half. Mm. And now maybe just maybe that shoulder you've been pointing to for six months can get better because now you help the body decrease its stress, sympathetic dominance, and pain inputs, not just from your shoulder, but from everywhere else. That makes sense? That's really big for people to understand. So you have to check, you have to check the whole body. You have to look at the whole body. So when people come in to see me or when I have people work on people, that's when I tell them, I always, always, always want you to check the primary joints of the body that are supposed to move the most that are not being moved the most because we're too sedentary. And that's where the big lymph node clusters sit, the big toilet sit. And that's my big six lymphatic reset method. That's why I have you do it first before you do anything. Like if your pinky toe hurts, don't you do anything to that pinky toe until you do the big six first and then you go to the toe because you're going to get a vastly different result with your toe. That's good. This is, okay. So I I would be willing to bet that most of us, because like you said earlier, and I think this is really important to point out, you know, our body's always adapting. So in any given moment, you know, we can have more stagnation, we can have more inflammation, but your body subconsciously is working behind the scenes and it's doing its best in the very moment with the given stressors that it's holding on to or it's having to face to keep you alive, which means that right now my body's doing a different set of processes than it will an hour from now or 20 minutes from now, because yep. all of these different things are different. All the variables are different. So you know, most of us are not like, okay, well, we're out of pain. So I know that, you know, my lymph is good. No, like 30 minutes from now, your lymph could be crap. Like it could, it could be, you could have dirty blood. Like, it, so I think that it's important to realize that this isn't a, well, I'm not there yet. Cause I don't have physical pain. Like you even said earlier about the emotional piece. Like if you've got emotional toxicities in your life, can you ever, can you even get your body out of this sympathetic dominance where you're actually able to drain? Like you can actually get these toxins out. No, but you're building, building, building in that bucket. And then all of a sudden it takes one thing and it pushes you over and then you experience the pain. So for, for all of us that are like, okay, maybe I don't have a specific pain. Walk us through. I, I, and I know you've talked about these before, but these six different points, but I just feel like the tools are really helpful for people because if you believe this to be true for yourself, you will face mm-hmm. some type of symptom or disease or something at some point, right? It, the disease yeah. is just the breakdown of the organ systems. If you don't if you don't have the tools to help your body, then you will be really, you know, in a bad place and then you're going to be like, I can't think. I don't know how I don't know how to help myself because things are now so bad. Mm, good point. Good Love point. all those points. Let me make a, a- a few things here. There's no cure for pain. There's only management. Cure implies that you're never going to get it again. And trust me, if you didn't have pain, you would die way sooner because you would do stupid stuff and not realizing it hurts and you're going to kill yourself. Right? Because pain prevents you from doing a lot of stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. But there's only management, which means you constantly have to do something every day to keep yourself strong, adaptable, and resilient. Your body's trying to do that, but why are you going to make it more difficult on yourself, right? You may not have something now, but eventually you will, okay? You got one round around this earth, and something's probably going to hit you. And you may know somebody in your life that's been hit, and they're in the quicksand, and they can't get it out. But mm-hmm. I'll also tell you that many people get these issues because they don't even do the basics on a regular basis, like hydrate. If you don't hydrate, you're going to have stagnated lymph and stagnated blood because the most of your body is this thing called water and most of your blood and lymph are water. Lymph is like 90 to 95% water. What happens if you don't have a lot of water? I already stuck your toilet there. So you can flush <laughs> your lymph all day long with my six places, but if you don't hydrate, you're not getting better. Right. Most people don't drink water uh, and they drink other stuff instead. How about sleep? Most people don't sleep. But if you're not sleeping, no program's going to work. And here's one I'm going to catch you. 
How about this brain bender? Maybe the one of the reasons you can't sleep is because your lip is so stuck. And you can't breathe at night because your nose is all blacked up, backed up from mucus. And we know that your brain drains its waste at night if and when you sleep. But if you're blocked in your lymph and your body, there's no way in the world you're draining your brain. It ain't happening because pressure is going to push on pressure. And then the other one's oxygen. Right? If you don't have oxygen in your body, you're going to get a disease and you're going to get pain and you're going to get an illness. Mm -hmm. And then the oxygen is going to come through your breathing, right? But then I'm going to ask you, how does the oxygen and the water get to the tissues? Fluid. There you go. See? It always comes back to what I'm telling you before. So just do the basics, right? If you can just do those things, it can make a huge difference for you. So I have people do the six places, hydrate, do practice some uh, breathing techniques. Andrew Huberman has a ton of them that you can reference and ground yourself, get some energy, take your shoes off, go out on this thing called this earth, put your feet on it for three times a week for 10 minutes at a clip. If you can try to get some morning exposure, sunlight when the sun comes up on your skin. If you just do those things and the big six, you can send me an email and say, thank you. Cause I know you're going to feel a difference on it. Just start there. Right? So those big basics, if you're missing those, no supplement's going to work for you. I'm going to say that again. If you're missing those, no supplement's going to work for you. And so the big six, it's very simple to do. And here's the thing that I, I want to make sure I squeeze in before we run out of time, is that when you do lymphatic work for people, they've usually been stuck for a long period of time. Even the ones that are, aren't feeling pain or discomfort or disease, they have stuck lymph too, but they don't know it yet. Now, when you start to unclog toilets, you're going to start to stir this stuff up in the body until it can get out through your, your pee, your poop, your sweat, and your breath. So number one, I want to make sure that you hydrate before you do the big six. Number two, I want to make sure that you've pooped within the last day before you do the big six. And here's if you're dehydrated, you're probably constipated because you need to make sure that the pathways can be open because when I stir up the muck, it needs to get out. So you may feel worse before you feel better on this. I need you to say that. I'm going to say it again. You may feel worse before you feel better. Mm -hmm. And your skin may show it. Your skin may break out. And you're like, I did this big sick. And you're supposed to make me feel better and look better. And I feel awful. That's okay. That you need to, to get that stuff out. I just want you to be prepared that it may happen and that it's normal. If it does happen, don't repeat the big six again until your body starts to feel a little bit better, which could be a couple of days. I don't want to overload the system. So with the big six, we always do this in order. Always, always, always. One, two, three, four, five, six. I show people what's called the 10 rub, uh, 10 tap technique. And I'll just, I'll go through the points first. Number one is always the collarbone, above and below. So you always start work here. Okay. The collarbone. I don't do any manual therapy to the body at all until I clear the collarbone, period. Number two is at the top of the neck, on the side of the neck, behind the angle of the jaw. That's the largest lymph node in the neck. If that's blocked, you're going to compromise blood flow to and from the brain and the waste management from the brain. And that's where you're supposed to have a lot of motion at the head and the neck. Mm -hmm. But we've lost that because we're looking at phones all day. Okay. Number three is the shoulder joint pectoral slash axillary, the whole general region right here. That's spot three. That gets tight because of poor posture. Number four is the abdomen, belly button and up, the whole thing, the whole belly, okay? If you have chronic pain, I already know you have a belly problem. Number five is the groin, the crease of the groin where your pant leg sits. That gets trapped off when you sit for hours and hours and hours. And number six is behind the knee, and that gets trapped because you sit for hours and hours and hours. So you clear each one of those up. And I tell people to rub them lightly 10 times and tap lightly 10 times. But like I said before, I honestly don't care what technique you can do. You can use a gua sha tool. You can use a brush. You can use a cup. You can do a hieroglyphic shape patterns on there. I don't care what you do. <laughs> as long as you do it, one, two, three, four, five, six. And you don't cause any pain when you do it. And people say, how long should I do it for? Yes. Play around. 10 seconds, 20 seconds, you know, just get in there, feel, don't overthink everything. Just make sure you do both sides 
and then you move to the next one. After that, I want you to move your body fluids around, just stand up and then lightly rebound on the balls of your feet a little bit, like a mini trampoline without jumping off the ground and do that for about 30 seconds to a minute. And then you're good to go. And then have yourself another big drink of water, close your mouth, put the tongue at the roof of your mouth, the front, the middle and the back. Do nice breaths in through the nose and really super duper long exhales like that so you can increase the parasympathetic nervous system. And if you can do all of that by standing outside on the sunshine on the earth, bing, bang, boom, that's a nice combination to do the rest of your life. Oh, mm. man. Love that's this. awesome. Do people need to do that? Okay. Just for like daily, just like a daily practice. Is this is this recommended to do? once a day or like what, what, what would you say? Like for somebody that's like, yeah, I want to make sure yeah. that I'm in peace. That's the goal. That's a okay. great question. That's the goal. Unless you get that detoxification reaction, okay. then that's where you need to take a break until your body says, okay, I'm feeling a little bit better. Then you can do it again. And eventually you get up to a point where you can do it on a daily basis. And then this is people ask me, can you do it more than once a day? And I'm like, yes, but you have to earn the right to get there, which means if you did it once and you felt great, but if you did it twice and you didn't feel great, what did your body tell you? You're not ready for two. <laughs> Just stay with one, right? But I give this to all my, everybody who uh, does physical exercise and training or movement of any type. Like if you're going to go for a walk or if you're going to go to the gym or you're going to do a competition, you do your big six first. Because the mm -hmm. big six, when you do that, you're going to, one, increase blood flow and lymph flow. So I'm primed up to do what? Physical activity. Yeah. But I'm also slapping the primary joints of the body that are supposed to move the most. So I'm getting sensory input into the joints that my nervous system feels. So it allows those sensors that live in those joints to have a better sense of where my body is in space and time. So I have less chance of an injury and I can move like a monster. Mm -hmm. So you have a better workout. And then also think about this. When you exercise and you train, what are you doing? You're purposely breaking down cells and putting yourself under stress and creating inflammation, which you're supposed to do, only if you can recover from it. Mm -hmm. So you're adding more what? Inflammation, stress, and waste to your body because you're actually breaking down cells. Where do you think those need to go? the same way all the bad stuff goes. So mm -hmm. now, if you built it up with your workout, how about you do a big six after your workout? So then I can flush my toilet faster. So then I can come back and train and do what I love more often and then have possibly less tightness and soreness and pain after my workout. So then I can do what I'm designed to do, which is move, be feel free, vibrant, energy. We're not supposed to be tired, fatigued, lethargic, and sick. And as you get older, this stuff just happens to you. Two letters, B-S. That's not right, okay? So those are the people that just don't know what I just told you. This is step number one, but it's a big step. That makes sense. It definitely does. I think that the two things that I hope everybody out there and in myself include want in life is always have my movement and always have my mind. And when you showed through your posts and we talked that last podcast about those points, Doc, I was very thankful because when we get out of pain, I think everybody out there says, should I do it every day? And the fact that you said about how the body feel, builds up all that fibrosis around the areas that are clogged that they start telling us about fibromyalgia and such. But when I started to work on these points specifically and having the patients do it, the one thing that I was very, very thankful, not only was their physical pain starting to go away, but their emotional pain was starting to subside. And what I usually do is a lot of acupuncture and acupressure points. And the points that uh, Doc here is talking about, like some of the points were the stomach points or the heart points, the gallbladder points right near those areas. And I was finding mm -hmm. that the organs were releasing and flowing better and the emotions that were connected to those organs were actually expressing themselves. Like when you were talking about the collarbone, individuals are like, I don't know what happened, but I'm not worrying as much. And for them doing mm -hmm. their own work, doing their own, you know, placing their hands on their body and just basically trying to get it to move because 
there's not enough movement in our day. So kudos to you for that, Doc. I really do appreciate the information out there. And I think that with your information, I'm just so impressed about how you take components and you break it down in a simplified manner for people to understand. Like, I'm one of those guys, that I'm like a monkey on a computer. If you give me something, I can just follow step by step. I learn. And that's why I'm so thankful you know, yeah. that you, you teach to where you can take these really complicated things and make it very simple for us to learn. So that I'm so thankful for. And I know that the people out there, when they listen to this, I'm like, do those six steps, those six points every day. I mean, I, I, I'm not just saying this. I've seen a lot of my patients not need me as much anymore. And I'm so thankful. They're like, you mean, that's all I've got to do. And I was like, yeah, that's all you got to do. I mean, I'm, I'm, I didn't come up with it. So I just want to say everybody out there, follow his post, follow his education. And doc, you give like, you give seminars and classes, right? You have in person and such things like that. I've seen those before we had classes and, and memberships. Too, yeah. Right? Well, I'm really big into education and my classes are for all every human on this earth, all walks of life. You don't have to be a healthcare professional to attend the classes. I make it learnable for everybody. My techniques you can do to someone or self-care techniques. That's one of the reasons I designed it because the, having that knowledge is empowering to be able to heal mm -hmm. yourself, to realize that there's a way out of the quicksand and the abyss. My formats now are mostly online through webcasting. You know, may come back mm -hmm. to in-person onesie eventually, but we've got quite a lot to choose from. So you can enter at any level and the lymph mojo is called is definitely one of the top ones for sure, because that's one of the first systems that we begin to work with. And if you go to our website, stopchasingpain.com, that's the central hub for everything. And then this week, likely, I'm not sure when this is going to air, but there'll be a tab at the top on the website that will say big six. And it'll open up the page and I'll show you in a video how to do it. And I'll talk about what it's supposed to do and the things to watch out for and stuff like that. So a little bit more guidance on that if people want to take it before they get into a uh, more in-depth class. So that'll be up on the topchasingpain.com website. That's great. That's great. Doc. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. I hope you guys check out his resources. And if you're not following him on social media... You've likely seen him online because I repost a lot of your content. It's oh, so good. But make sure you're following Stop Chasing Pain on IG because there are some incredible posts that are really going to keep nurturing. I mean, I, I just love you're, you're so big on educating and giving people a, a better understanding of their bodies so that they feel empowered and equipped to be able to make decisions for their own unique, unique health circumstances. So is there anywhere else people can find you website? So they, they want to get in touch with some of these courses just to make sure we cover all of our bases before we wrap up. Yeah, absolutely. The stopchasingpain.com is pretty much the central hub, if you will, the Penn Station, like New York. Of You'll be able to go and see every social media thing that we're on and all the stuff. I've been doing this a while. We got a lot of stuff. If you want to pull the Stop Chasing Pain thread, you're going to be busy for a little bit. But that's the great part because it's designed to help you learn at all different types of levels and I think I probably at this point spend the most time on uh, Instagram, which might be an unhealthy relationship at this moment. I'm not quite sure yet, but I still, <laughs> I still love the, I love the platform. Join the crew. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Courtney, you're like, yeah, yeah. That's a great way to gather information. Like you said, because I also follow you on uh, Instagram because I, I'm a student as well. I, I love to learn and the way I look at things, it, it can change all the time because I'll get a new perspective or a new lens. And I say, okay, I don't want to be the practitioner today that I was yesterday. I want to have new things to come on in and say, oh, mm -hmm. wow, you know what? That's really cool. I never thought about that before. And that, that's what it's all about. Mm. Well, everybody, just from our personal experience, I know Courtney and I love to learn. And the whole point of this podcast is to keep increasing your awareness and your knowledge about, we like to take complicated cases or complicated things, but also the most important things to you in healthcare and break it down so you can do things to help yourself. And from all of us here though, Doc, we really appreciate you showing up with us today and explaining these things. And for everybody out there, if you want more information, please follow Doc at Stop Chasing Pain. 
If you like this interview, if you want more of the doctorness, hit us up and let us know that you want another interview. But remember, on this, I'm getting better at this, guys. You want to subscribe, like this video, like our YouTube channel. And if you guys have any more questions or thoughts, throw us a quick note. But again, thank you, Doc, so much. We all love you so much. And from all of us here and for Courtney, you know, I can't speak for Courtney. I can do an impersonation of Courtney, but it wouldn't be well. But <laughs> from all of us that. here. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank Until you. next time, we'll talk, we'll see you at the Health Institute podcast. Hey, Dr. Axe here. I want to say thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss a thing. Also, if you're in search of more natural health content, you can follow us at Health Institute on Instagram or subscribe to our newsletter using the link in the show notes below. Hey, thanks a lot and have a blessed week.